0: This is the No Stroke Podcast with your co-hosts, David Dancero and Michael Garrow, helping you to support and thrive in life after stroke. Their podcast is designed for educational and community support purposes only and should not replace medical treatment and guidance of your own health professional team.
1: Hello and welcome. You are tuned in to episode eight, season three of the No Stroke Podcast. I am your co-host, Mike Garrow. We're without David this afternoon for the recording. Uh, unfortunately, it's been you know a busy period for us both. You know, I missed last episode's recording, um, but you know you're you're with me today. We're gonna get this episode out. It's Sunday, May first, and it's the start of World Stroke Month. So an important month for us all to get out, advocate, advocate for you know you, your loved one, um, and make sure you know you, you get your voice heard. Um special shout out to past guests, Caroline Goggin and her husband Travis, who just completed the Boston Marathon last week. Um huge accomplishment for them. I anyway, know if you haven't listened to their episode a couple couple pods before, we had them both both on, kinda of talking through their training, talking through their fundraising goal for Teddy's team, and they smashed both. So amazing accomplishment. Um delighted that that they were able to to get out and, and complete their goal. So, hopefully, we could have them on in the coming weeks, over the summer, maybe, and, and talk through that and, and what it really meant to them to, to cross the finish line. Um, today's discussion, we're going to, it's a throwback to a recording that we did for the Rehab Tech Summit um, with two past guests who, who we had on um, Carolyn Brown, director and occupational therapist at Stroke OT, Connecticut based nonprofit, and Marina Burahovich from Your Coach Health. Um your coach is a platform uh, delivering health coaching at scale, and something you know uh, you know health coaching is something that we've David and i've really talked to a lot on this podcast and um, something we believe in and Unfortunately, this past week, one of the largest virtual care providers um in and date or date, weight loss app uh, noom they laid off about a quarter of their health coach workforce. So my take on this is that it's this is certainly not the end of health coaching as we know it. I think if anything, what it's proven is that personalization is the key. And Noom currently sticks to a model of text-based coaching um, where their strategy is now making a move into more video-based consultations. So. I think it's a good move for Noom. Um, I also think that they were a company that, much like Peloton and some of these other large and f- digital fitness companies, um, digital healthcare companies, it was a it was a year through the pandemic that it that it scaled and that volume of users doubled in 2020. Their revenue doubled in 2020. So that, you know they had to hire a lot of health coaches to meet that demand. And now you'll see that user base starting to fall. Um, you know, there, a lot of users that probably signed up through the pandemic weren't as engaged, um, just like any any people, much like myself. You know, you, you sign up for the gym, you you go once or twice, and then you're not motivated enough to go. Um, and that's what Noom saw. They, dro- they have a drop in their user base, and they had a drop in revenue, and unfortunately they also recently i think it was in february of 2022 they settled a class action lawsuit for nearly i believe it just under 60 million dollars where they were not notifying members for auto renewal so these users who again became disengaged were charged for another year's membership without them knowing so they came under some hot water there um i, I think it's you know a a series of events that led them to make this decision. Um, I'm really curious to see where you know where they go as a company. There's you know some great leadership there from product um, and both the the healthcare division. So I think they'll make the right move. I think they have the power. They have the user base. Um, and and what this means is again validation of what health coaching needs to be, and that's personalization. You can't have a health coach managing, in what Noom's case was, over a hundred caseloads. There's no way for a coach to be able to keep that personalization, right? And it's what we'll touch on in the conversation with Marina and Caroline here shortly, is that especially for stroke and anyone who's suffered a neurological condition, that layer of personalization and one-on-one time spent has to be even higher, so there's a lot of challenges um, to make this happen, you know, not only, you know, what Noom's going through, but challenges to try to bring this into the stroke space for a health coach to be part of the care team. But I I do see it as something that that will happen. Um, it just like anything, you know, the, it takes kind of trials, tribulations to get some of these things right. But it, this is an important conversation that, that we had uh, at the Rehab Tech Summit, and and I'm really happy to share this with you guys. So again, this was a recording from March 10th of this past year. Um, Marina Barahovich from Your Coach, Carolyn Brown from Stroke OT, um, David and myself kind of led the session. So sit back, enjoy, and again, for the month of May, please go out, do your part. If even if it, I mean, we'd love if it was sharing this podcast with someone who, who might find it useful. Um, and if it's not that, you know, make sure you're going out and, and making your voice heard. So for season three, this is a wrap. Thank you again for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please like and subscribe. It really does help us. Um, and happy World Stroke Month, everybody. We'll be back soon.
2: Hi. So again, my name is Marina Berhovich. I'm the CEO and founder of Your Coach Health. And before we go into what the company does, I always like to do a brief introduction and talk about the company, but I always want to talk. I also want to introduce myself because, um, and I say this all the time, People work with people, people don't work with logos, and I feel that it's really important for you to get to know me uh, what we're, what I'm about, what the DNA of your coach is all about, and why we do what we do. So my story got started um, about seven years ago, my story into health and wellness. And uh, that was when I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer at the age of 37. So going through my journey, I realized what was missing. So besides the wonderful medical care that I was getting, it was the whole holistic approach to my body and soul. And that's the part that was missing for me. Um, Also, at that point, we're, we're living in Europe already for three years. Now we've been living in Europe. Uh, for 10 years, and there have been four international moves during that time. And what was missing, what is still missing for me is that thread, because you move countries, you move doctors, you move health systems, but you're missing that common thread of somebody who knows you, who's been with you through your ebbs and flows, and who understands what it is that you need holistically, who understands your medical history, who understands where you are emotionally and mentally. And that truly is a health coach. That is somebody who's in your corner, that is a mentor, that is a partner, and that is somebody that can guide you along the way to your health and wellness goals, right? Because we change as people all the time. Um, our, our needs change, our wants change. And it's not up to somebody to tell us what we need. It's somebody to guide us on our own personalized journey. So having gone through my experience, and this is a really long-winded way of me telling you how we got here. So having gone through my experience, I, um, I realized that I wanted to become a health coach. So I became one, I wanted to practice with my own clients, having wanted to have my own little practice. That's how the uh, your coach that health was born. The dot health domains just came around. So it was going to be like you're a health coach right so you're a coach that health and then i quickly realized uh, with the help of my husband that i cannot be running my practice by pen and paper and emailing and faxing because people were still faxing and people still are you guys are in a field you know how um cumbersome that is but that's still happening and i created this practice management platform for myself as a toy um, to use with my clients um, realized really quickly how many more people we can help and how many more people uh, could be using this platform and that's how the idea of your coach was born and what it is today, so it started as a pure practice management platform, we have over 2200 health and wellness coaches who are practicing on a platform. Um, But what we also do is we provide new opportunities uh, for these coaches. The mission of this company, the mission of your coach, is to for the projected eight and a half billion people by the year 2030 to have access to health coaches. And how do we do that? We match verified, practicing, validated coaches on our platform, and these are coaches who are practicing with their own clients. We match them with our clients who are companies who are looking for health coaches for their talent, their members, or their clients. So that's really quickly uh, what we do, where we came from, and um, I would love to show you a little bit what our platform does. So the platform is on mobile, mobile and desktop. Uh, we developed mobile first because everybody was always on a move. And then the pandemic hits, and everybody is in front of their computers. So we really, really quickly realized that we needed to create a desktop version as well. So it's on both. Uh, the combination of using the two together is really the best way to go about. Uh, just because you can uh, do the more cumbersome uh, tasks on, on the desktop, but then the communication with your clients and your patients uh, can be done on. The um, on the mobile device, uh, we have a really um, uh, really rich client onboarding process where we'd like to understand what it is that your clients need. We want to make them feel comfortable, and we welcome them to their virtual home. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're striving to do. It's a virtual home for you and your clients. So these are some of the challenges that we hear from health coaches, and this is the marketing, it's the selling, it's the client onboarding, setting up programs, support, managing payments, and a lot of coaches are burnt out because of all these processes. So that's why we have all the features in in a platform to make it easier. And this is just a quick overview of some of our features. And I would love to go in depth about some of them to help you understand how we help you coaches and therapists go from onboarding your clients all the way to helping them um, reach their goals because outcomes this is the reason why we're all here it's all about client outcomes it's all about making your patients your clients to to having them feel their best We have a scheduling tool and availability. So once you set up your programs, your clients can go right ahead and they can schedule the time with you right within the platform. If you want to do an initial initial consultation, like a free consultation, you can do that as well. You can just set that to 15, 30, 45 minutes, an hour, and your clients can book that as well, your potential clients before they start working with you. We have short and long-term goals. And I find that this is probably the most important feature that we have on the platform is because you set these goals to help your clients get to where it is that they need to go, but you also need to see where they're going meanwhile, where, they're, where they are um, at, at the time. So we have the long-term goals and this is something that, Um, they wanna reach at the end of their program with you. And we have short-term goals that you can set with them together or they can set on their own. And this is um, something that could be, again, short-term, short-term, short time three days, five days, seven days, um, you set that and you track them. And we have like a really fun gamified system where they check it off. They get like a little good job message from you, right? So it's it's very interactive. Everything that we do on a platform is for you to be able to interact with your clients in order to make sure that, um, that you're helping them because at the end of the day, that's that's why we're here. That's why they're working with you. That's what they're signing up. One thing we realize people people are so desperate these days um, because of everything that's going on and they're just looking for help wherever they can get it. And it's a great responsibility um, as a platform. It's a great responsibility as coaches, as therapists that we have in order to deliver the best care to these people who are willing to put their lives in your hands. We have a library of materials that you can share with your clients. So here you would put, for example, exercise techniques or some books that you want for them to read or maybe some prompts if you want them to journal. I mean, the possibilities are endless. This could be videos, this could be um, images um, and you drip this to them. So you set up your program in the beginning. Uh, you just set that up on the platform. Whenever your client joins, you decide when those materials um, need to be jerked to them. So you can set that up in the beginning of your program. You can add it throughout the program, however you want to work. But everything we do is to just get away for for you to get away from that busy work because nobody wants that busy work most of your programs if you have individual clients the framework is most likely the same so you set that up in the beginning Um, and also I did mention this but you can run group and individual programs on the platform so it's very flexible to whatever it is that you need to do Uh, we also have co-coaching so I know a lot of you here most of you are therapists Um, so we never want you to feel that you're alone or that you need to refer a client out. If um, you have some coaching certifications as well, that's great. But for example, you want to work with a dietitian because that's what your client needs, or you want to work with a sleep coach or just somebody who specializes in mental health. You can reach out to other coaches on a platform and we have a great community tab which, which is visible just to professionals, which is visible just to the coaches on a platform. Your clients never see other coaches. It's just for you. It's just for coaches. And you can reach out to any of them. And if it's somebody that you want to work with, if it's somebody that you feel that it would be great to run a program together, you can absolutely connect with them and you can create a program. So you no longer need to refer your clients out. So they leave and you never see them again. Um, you can actually co-coach them together, which um you know, the users on the platform seem to love it. And this was actually one of the first features that we developed and one that I still love the most uh, to this day. We have live sessions. You don't need to leave to go to Zoom. You don't need to do FaceTime. Everything is right within the platform uh, and you can schedule those and your clients can schedule those as well. Chat some voice notes. Again, everything is within the platform, Asynchronous voice messaging Um chats. You can send um, um, images to each other. You can send questionnaires via the chat, which is something I'm going to get to in a second. So it's, um, it's all the familiar tools that you're used to, but they're all in one place. So you never need to go anywhere else for health coaching. You can go to other places, right? But this is for coaching without all the noise. This is for working with your clients and patients without all the extra noise. Uh, client notes, which you can leave um, after your sessions, um, you can leave notes about your clients. These are just for you right now; they're not shared. They're not to be shared with clients. But one of the upcoming features that we have is something that you're going to be able to share them with your clients as well. We have a toolbox of uh, digital th- tools and therapies with. Uh, progressive partners that we we'll work with. So this is uh, right now we have Happify and Happy Tech, and health HealthTunes in there. And this is something that you can use for yourself to make sure that this is something that you love. And we have uh, we worked out codes and deals where you can just use it as a coach for yourself. And if it's something that you love, you can obviously share that with your clients as well because these are all wonderful tools that can help your clients uh, get better and, and get to their goals. We have interactive uh, forms and questionnaires. So we have a template on the platform, but you can also create it from scratch. You can use any of the questions that we offer you and there's about 90 questions in there or you can create one. And again, these are forms and questionnaires that are sent within the platform. The client fills them out within the platform. You don't need to look through your email. You don't need to worry about where they were sent to. Everything is all in one place and you can always go back and you can reference it and you can see what's going on. Um, one of the things that I truly, truly believe in is that you should never be penalized for doing what you love. And there's a lot of platforms out there and, and other tools where the model is, and this is the model that we're used to, that the more you use something, the more you pay, the more clients you have, the more you pay, uh, the more storage you use the more you pay so we just turned that upside down on its head i truly believe that you should be rewarded for doing the work you love so with our platform the more you practice the less you pay so everybody who comes on a platform they can work with two individual clients and one group program for free at no cost at a point that you sign on your third um program, your third client or your third group, um, you start paying, right? But during the time that you practice already, you start accumulating these points. And these points are for anything, for accepting payments, for creating tasks, for publishing your programs, pretty much for everything that you do on a regular basis anyway, and you start accumulating these points. And the more points you accumulate, obviously the price of the platform goes down. So after your initial clients, you never end up paying after those free clients. Everybody who starts uh, with a paid platform, they're already around $30 or $25. So nobody pays that $40 or $35 because you're ready at that point. And the more you practice, you can get the platform down to just $10 a month, which I think is a wonderful gift because you get to do what you love and uh, we get to help you do what you love. We have a lot of uh, perks and opportunities that are available to coaches on our platform. Like I mentioned before, we work with our industry partners to deliver health coaching to their clients. Uh, their members and their talent. And this is powered by uh, your coach. This is powered by us. So some of the perks and opportunities that you get on the platform is, uh, of course, to be featured on our social media. It's early access to our events and and VIP features. Our events, like the symposium that we just ran uh, for three days and we did not charge anything for this event for our community. And we brought just speakers from all over the world, just uh, amazing, amazing talent. And then the two perks that uh, coaches get really excited about is new client opportunities. And these are individual opportunities and long-term opportunities with our corporate clients. And again, for this, all you need to do is practice with your own clients in a platform. And if you want more work, We have more work for you. The reason uh, we have this as a perk is because before we match uh, coaches or therapists with anybody that our clients are looking for, we need to make sure that you truly know your scope of practice, you truly understand what you're doing, and you're helping patients. And we do that by algorithms on our platform who are constantly running in the background and analyzing. And as long as you understand understand the scope of practice, there is no good coaches and bad coaches. Just because somebody gets an opportunity, it doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't, it just means that you're not yet matched with that client who is looking for what it is that you can offer. So as long as you're a great coach, as long as you understand the uh, scope of practice, there's opportunities for everyone. And these are not cold calls. These are actual clients that we match you with. We convert your current flows, no matter where they're from. So if you're using a lot of different tools, just reach out to our team and that's team at yourcoach.health and we're more than happy to do that for you. And then one of the most amazing things, and this is something that I'm super proud of, is we have a really, really vibrant community. We bring events to professionals all the time, and this is to help you level up your practice. This is to help you level up your knowledge, and this is with marketing professionals and legal professionals. Um, Again, we don't charge anything for the events. Uh, We have at least one every month. Uh, we also have a community on the platform. We have a community manager that hosts regular meetings and book clubs and is there to truly, truly help you. So I think this is the quickest I've ever run through what it is that we do. So I'm super excited uh, to be here and to talk to you today and uh, to answer any questions. Um, thank you for listening. I, uh, I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Marina. Each time I get, we I get to listen to you talk about your work and what you've built with your coach. It just it, it blows my mind. You know, you you've really put in, and you could tell the passion that you have behind this. Um, and but what you're building is really solving these needs that are out there in the real world. When we think about what's wrong with healthcare today, um, and I think you know, as we move into the next part of the conversation and hear from Carolyn, you know, you're gonna see just how you know the. A woman like Carolyn is building a building a program that it's, you know, that I know I have loved ones who take part in it. And it's that disconjointedness that happens right outside of that. And what you're building, you know, is bringing that community together, um, you know, through the power of coaching. And, you know, I think that it's really important stuff. And, you know, I'm just, again, so, so happy to see what you've built in in the short amount of time. What feels like a very short, event. I don't know if it feels <laughs> the same for you, but it's, it's, it's startup
2: years, you know, it's startup years, so it doesn't really count, you know, but who counts time anyway? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll there just, goes. I'll just add yeah.
3: uh, that I, I think I just listed three new features since the last time I, I, I listened to you present. So that's, uh, <laughs> it's very exciting. Thank you for sharing your deck.
2: Uh, thank you, you know, and thank you for having me. And just, I wanted to say one thing, one, one more thing, because I feel like I've just been talking a lot, but uh, we're very transparent about what it is that we do on the platform. So we hold um, monthly town halls where we talk about where we are and where we're going. And we really truly listen to the community. And if there's something that is not working or if there's something that we can make better, we truly listen and we go back and we have meetings with the team all the time. That, And it's not just... Um, the the exec team it's not just the business team it's everybody it's the developers and we're all sitting around and we're talking about it who is at the end of this who are we helping and who are the people that we're helping helping right so everybody needs to understand the impact that we're making everybody needs to understand the dna of your what your coach is and at the end of the day if we're not making an impact we're doing something wrong so we just need to go back to the drawing board
1: well I'm done well talking said. now, so yeah. I,
2: I would yeah. love to hear what Carolyn has to say.
1: <laughs> so now, now I think, you know, as, and some of you folks in the audience, you know, you might be sitting back and saying, wow, you know, amazing technology. Um, you know, you could, you, uh, you know, when you when we think of health coaching today, what, what uh, you know, when we think from a clinical perspective, um, what are the challenges when we're thinking as we're sitting in the neuro edition of this event, what's unique about that neural population that we need to consider if we're going to be able to bring this type of technology, this type of service, this type of coaching model into a neuro based population. Um, so that's why I'm super excited to bring a close friend um, and newly doctor to the stage, Carolyn Brown, um, who is the founder of Stroke OT. And she'll be talking to us today really about kind of how she's built from the ground up a online coaching online exercise program through the pandemic and kind of what's on the horizon as we think to try to drive evidence evidence evidence-based coaching into the neuro population so with that I will start sharing my screen and let Carolyn take it away
0: great thank you Mike I'm, I'm thrilled to be here I'm, I am mean, I'd love to just chat a little bit about the background of stroke OT and how it became. Um, I've been an occupational therapist for 27 years. Um, I specialize in neurological rehab, working in inpatient and outpatient rehab settings. Um, in 2017, I decided to um, go back to school to get my doctorate. Um, primarily because I just wanted to be an agent of change. I wanted to see what else could I do to help the neuro population. So um, my capstone research when I was in the doctoral program was exploring healthcare disparities in the stroke population. And This is where the seeds for Stroke OT was planted. Um, Stroke OT is a Connecticut nonprofit social service organization. It was created to fill a gap for community stroke and brain injury survivors who experience healthcare disparities. Um, These include the uninsured, the underinsured, those at high risk of secondary complications such as falls, uh, contractures. And those without transportation. So it was created back in 2020 by myself and two of my occupational therapy fieldwork students. Um, Stroke OT became incorporated as a Connecticut nonprofit in early 2021. And now we're currently in the process of becoming a 501c3 organization. So I'm very proud of where we started and, and where we've where where we are right now. Uh, stroke ot has become an online community that offers long-term support after a survivor has been discharged from traditional therapy services so as we all know well stroke and brain injury recovery continues throughout a lifetime due to neuroplasticity uh, so to support this this fact we offer free weekly uh, telehealth Um, exercise and mindfulness groups to Connecticut um, uh, stroke and brain injury survivors. We also have a website, strokeot.org, with stroke-related educational content and registration information for our telehealth groups. Our three main education topics uh, for Stroke OT is health, exercise, and lifestyle. And why we call it lifestyle education is primarily because we've modeled it after the University of Southern California's lifestyle redesign model, which is known to be proven an evidence-based model um, for um, uh, addressing lifestyle changes after injury, um, we've adjusted that model for the stroke and brain injury population, and we share that education on our website. Uh, we also have um, we also regularly post stroke-related uh, educational videos on our social media accounts. Stroke OT is run purely voluntarily. <laughs> I can, but I can only do this through the help of my level two OT fieldwork students. Uh, they cycle through each semester. I have one student each semester, and. Um, It's been an incredible experience. Every student brings a different perspective um, and a different type of um, uh, an area that they're interested in specializing in. Some focus more on um, motor rehab and some are more in interested in mental health needs of of stroke survivors. So it's again, it's been an amazing experience. Um, I'm proud that we are working on becoming a 501c3 organization. And I'm proud that we've worked from the ground up through this process. Um, I have a eight person board of directors, (laughs) which is a a fantastic uh, group of people. and, And I'm proud for that. Um, One component of stroke OT, uh, and I felt strongly about is to, to look into uh, research, research, particularly on how to to adapt one on one individualized in person OT interventions into telehealth group interventions. Uh, So um, the first ideal research that I conducted was based off of the life doubt redesign model. I, I, I took a standard model that was used for the elderly population, um, and completely adapted it, turned it upside down and it adapted it for the stroke and brain injury population and came up with kind of an eight step, um, um, kind of an eight-step uh, group uh, intervention uh, that brought individuals along the process of pretty much from the moment they had their stroke to living independently in the community. Um, I did a outcome measure uh, based off of that model, and it was found to be an uh, effectively used for this population, Uh, satisfaction levels were very high, um, and it improved quality of health-related quality of life, as well as one's ability to um, improve their health literacy. The second research that I'm currently looking into is occupational performance coaching. So, um, Occupational performance coaching is a practice model. It was created in Australia by a, um, an occupational therapist and um, it's, it's used uh, quite often in Europe and obviously it's expanded to the U.S. Um, the core principles of the occupational performance coaching model is that people learn, develop and grow doing things that they value as fully as they wish and are able so this can be something as simple as putting on your shoes to brushing your dog to driving across the country with your spouse so occupational performance coaching has been done through the provision of individualized emotional support from an occupational therapist um, primarily because the patient takes precedence in setting small weekly goals analyzing the problems that prevent them from reaching their goals and deciding what actions need to be taken, and then evaluating their success of those actions. In the past, um, the majority of research has been done on um, the pediatric population, but it has expanded and is starting to be researched on the stroke population. So, the efforts are made in occupational performance coaching to develop a patient's self-efficacy and problem-solving skills to manage participation challenges. Um, the coaching model has been well researched, like I said, in the in the pediatric um, realm but we're interested in how these individualized occupational performance coaching methods um, could be translated into a telehealth group format uh, with one therapist presiding over three to four patients. Um, Could emotional support from other telehealth uh, group members with a similar diagnosis influence goal setting and acquisition? Um, Could working as a team toward each other's goals influence the outcome? And can telehealth occupational performance coaching be used in conjunction with more traditional um, telehealth uh, therapies? So we're in the process of conducting a 12-month randomized controlled trial to explore the feasibility of this coaching model and whether it can be effectively used along with cardiovascular exercise, which is more of a traditional uh, telehealth intervention, and whether um, this model could be used to reduce the symptoms of post-stroke fatigue. So we hypothesize that this model could be successfully incorporated into a telehealth group format. And I really hope to expand the stroke OT groups to to use this model in the future. So that's primarily the uh, uh, stroke OT and what we're doing in a nutshell. And um I, again thank you for letting me share uh sort of my, my passion, my love, and would I stay up till midnight working on every night outside of my, my full-time job.
1: <laughs> well you know that Carolyn, thank you so much. Um and now, so now we'll move into more of the, the kind of roundtable discussion a bit. And I think there's so many parallels, you know, that that we've just gone through, both that, you know, from Marina's side, you know, the power of your technology, obviously, is is helping scale, you know, the health coaching field. And I think we've seen, you know, through what Carolyn's discussed, you know, some of those challenges that arise, you know, for especially, you know, in the nonprofit space, but, you know, primarily for for therapists trying to really drive change to a population that's underserved. Um, but what's also unique about the two of you, especially, is that you bring the perspectives from both the patient as well as the client end, right? So I'd like to maybe talk briefly about, you know, what you're building and kind of, you know, that that perspective as, you, as we're building things and as we're looking for, you know, evidence-based, you know, practice of what you're building and kind of the passion that you put, put in it, you know, how do you think you guys have kind of leveraged the, that patient experience into what you're building today? Um, And maybe Marina, we could, we could start with you.
2: Sure. Um, So for me, actually being a patient, I realized how a patient, and I hope this comes out the right way when I say this, how a patient is treated as just a patient. Because I feel that we're so much more than that. Being sick, having cancer was just part of my life. It wasn't my whole life. It wasn't the only thing that I was about. There were things that were just as important. Raising my kids, being a good wife, being a good daughter, being a good... uh, just a good person and a good friend at the time. Right. And just going through my life and exercising and taking care of myself and just taking care of my mental health. But I was just treated as a patient, people who knew, and there were very few because I didn't share my journey with many, um, all they wanted to talk about was cancer. And I spent so much more time calming them down and telling them that I was okay, then worrying about building myself up, right. So in creating the platform, that was one of the main things that I took away, that a person needs to be treated holistically. And if somebody wants to be treated as a patient, and you know, we have days where we want somebody to just worry about us and to think of us and take care of us. Sure, that's something that that, that can happen, but it needs to be driven by that person. So in building what we're building, my my goal, my, my thinking is always, what is it that the client needs? And that's why whenever we talk to coaches, we want to make sure that their clients can appreciate what it is that we're building, that it's comfortable for them, that this is where they feel that they can share what their goals are and how they want to be treated if they want to be treated holistically if they want to be treated as a patient if they want to just be treated like talking about one aspect of their life. So to me that was the thing that I took away the most that you really truly need to listen to an individual and not assume that you know what it is that they want. Just like I can't assume that every other cancer patient doesn't feel like just the cancer patients. I can't assume that that's because that was my experience right so um I think, I guess that's uh, that's what I was, I'm trying to say in a very like long way is to truly listen to what that person needs, truly listen to what the patient needs and what they want to accomplish. Not what we think they want to accomplish, but what they want to accomplish.
0: I completely agree. I, and I think the the medical model, especially in the United States, sadly, it Medicare covers individualized therapy, one therapist in person to to one patient. And I feel that um, a community is so needed for especially people who are immediately after their stroke or their brain injury. Um, And we therapists don't do a good job, especially some occupational therapists, we don't do a good job taking um, a holistic view of rehabilitation, especially in a hospital setting, because it's such a medical model. It's viewed as a patient. Um, It's viewed as these are their sets of goals to get them discharged and out the door. And um, I just, especially now creating these groups, of course none of these groups are billable through medicare I, you know it's it's not something that can be incorporated into a hospital system but it's it's too bad that um that that it can't be because it just seems so important um, f- to take all areas of a uh, survivor's life into into consideration when assisting them throughout the rehab process and not just addressing what the patient needs in order to get out the door
2: yeah I I couldn't agree more. And I think it's, um it's because we just don't spend enough time educating the professionals on how mm-hmm. to take that holistic view. It's not because they don't want to do it. It's not because they have no interest. It's just there's not enough education out there. And, you know, to bring it back to health coaching for a second, the health coach was just recognized as part of essential health and care team. And mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the only way that we're going to be able to accomplish that holistic 360 view of a person is by working together. Doctors are important. Therapists are important. Nurses are important. Health coaches are important. It's all of us creating that community, creating that team to understand what it is and how it is that we can help that individual.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, you, you both bring up really great points there. And, you know, we've, we've, we've had each you on individually on our podcast um, and got to dive a little deeper into both your why and it's very it's what you just mentioned too two points uh you know for marina when you mentioned about um you know what what you're what you're seeing of of, of marina just I, I, you didn't want to talk just about what was going on with your diagnosis but you wanted to be seen as a whole person who had still had a young family and had life goals and wanted to get back. And I remember on your podcast talking about, you just want the box. And that, to me, that was like, it was like, yeah, there is, you know, this, this diagnosis aside, you wanted to get back to doing what empowered you. And, um, you know, and, and to your, your point, um, Carolyn, um, you know, as PTs and OTs, we, we talk about functional goals and we talk about getting someone out the door so that we can complete our episode of care and say they're safe to get out the door. and But what, what's missing from that is what we talked about with bringing bringing together, you know, the, 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 the theme of this discussion is about bringing digital tools and digital transformation and rehab. Um, and a lot of what we talked about over the weekend in this conference is about, um, high tech and, but the, the coaching can also bring in the high touch or that personal component that often is missing. And with, you know, the term often is used like the building that bridge to wellness. And, and I think that that coaching component is what really comes in. If, if we're going to build a bridge, there's a lot of rivets and there's a lot of components to hold that bridge together. And the, and at different points we need, we need a, a, a team approach. And that may be, clinical and skilled and it may be um, non-clinical but very skilled in that behavior change and giving those nudges and and I think both um, have a very valuable component to bring more of that holistic care component that you mentioned Marina, to to the to the in this case into the, the full rehab picture. So thank you both for sharing um, and I think it's exciting to hear um you know, both of the work that you're doing, how things are really developing, I can see us kind of as we further these discussions, helping expose more um, clinical folks and also non-clinical folks to the needs in both communities.
2: Yeah, I mean, what we're building is the operating system for behavior change that's powered by health coaches. So it's still human led, but it's tech augmented. So tech is there to help. It's there to guide, but it's the human touch we all want that person in our corner and a person to talk to and to help us.
1: I'm going to call out Lauren, because that's, that's almost what I wanted this to be titled technology with the human touch. Right. Oh. And that, that's what it is. We
2: even <laughs> well, talk like, about this. Right. We cool didn't, no.
1: Um, but no, you're right. And, and maybe when we think about that human touch, um, Carolyn, let's, let's dive, you know, for a couple minutes here, what's unique about the neuro population when we think about this coaching model? What are the considerations that we need to think about to really be able to to make this happen?
0: Oh, goodness. So you're (laughs) talking about a population with especially stroke um, with such diversity in age, um, such diversity in symptoms, um, aphasia, communication uh, deficits. Uh, frontal lobe damage with cognitive deficits, um, visual deficits that could impact the ability to say, um, you know, read an app or look on the computer, Um, mobility deficits. So I think the biggest challenge ideally is kind of adapting a, a coaching model to meet the needs of a diverse population. I, I find even in the stroke groups, um, I've had to adapt how information is given during the groups. I've had to adapt how um, emails are sent, uh, you know, cause some folks, you know, have difficulty even reading the email, understanding where to click on the link to join the groups. Um, you know, some folks uh, have a lot of difficulty even understanding how to turn their volume up and down. I mean, these are things that I can't be next to them to teach them how to do. So I I think um, it would, uh, the biggest challenge I feel sort of come from the end of making the technology be accessible for people who have such a diversity of deficits uh, and particularly the the communication the folks with aphasia um, you know so uh, I think that would be the biggest challenge but I feel like it's I think um, the tech world is up for that challenge and I think that it can it can happen um, but it would take some some definitely some trial and error with
1: focus groups. Yeah, and also I take see, that people challenge
2: like, accepted. You know. Challenge.
1: Okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> and there and there's some brilliant people you know who might be in the audience right now. You know, as a practicing therapist, um you know, I know we've had sessions you know in the past, uh, and one of our past um, podcast uh, uh, um, guests was. Uh, a, kind of came from the OT world, moved into technology worked with Microsoft and a key part of their accessibility team. So, you know, I think it takes folks like yourself, Carolyn, and other people in the audience today who kind of have that therapist lens, understand the patient perspective, and help these technology companies, you know, really scale. And I'm sure, like you said, Marina, you're up for the challenge and you, and you, you will, you know, exceed in that. Um, one, one thing I wanted to touch on And maybe, you know, as we come to the end of the discussion, you know, there's certainly a lot of therapists in, in, you know, the the event today who are going to be thinking around, you know, how do I build this type of coaching into my practice? But there's also, um, you know, CEOs, there's companies out there that are building very, you know, neuro-based products, um, but want to maybe think about how partnerships in the behavior change space happen, right? Because if we look at you know other companies that are out there. You know, in you know stepping away from neuro, particularly, think of Omada Health, Levongo. You know, they've built these technology companies built on behavior change. Um. So, how would you, you know, maybe suggest you know for for these companies to start thinking about incorporating health coaching and behavior change? Because sometimes people think, oh, I'm going to bring a health coach into grow, you know, my, my user base and help with engagement. Right. But that's not really the case. Um, so maybe take a couple of minutes to talk through that and how you're working with some of the therapeutic companies that you have on the platform.
2: Um, So I am a true believer that everybody should be going, should be doing what they're best at. Everybody, that's everybody's forte, right? So these companies, they're amazing at what they do. The companies that you mentioned, and there's a lot of other digital therapy companies out there and they're amazing at the product that they built and the self-paced care that is developed, that is delivered to the users or um, care that's augmented with professionals. Um, We believe that health coaching should surround those therapies. And this is what we do. Um, I am, I I can't reveal it yet. So stay tuned for a really exciting announcement that's coming from us in the next couple of weeks, but we just signed um, our first uh, contract with our go-to-market partner, where we're going to be providing all of the health coaching for this uh, digital therapy company that is very familiar and very well-known to to, to most. the health coaching should surround the offering. It is health coaching on its own can't work. The therapy on its own can't work. I think it's, I mean, it can, but just not to the full extent of what it is that we can offer when we work together. So the way we work is it's powered by powered by your coach this is their therapy this is their product this is their offer and it's powered by uh, the gig economy of health coaches that are practicing practicing and verified on the your coach platform so i think we're stronger together i think we should be working together and i think everybody should be doing what they're great at because that's the only way to scale operations and that's the only way to bring it to market the way that it needs to um that that it needs to happen
0: Yeah, I feel that I feel that health, health health coaching really could, especially, it's a financially viable option for, especially the the number of people who are underinsured. Um, these are folks that. Um, have $40 co pays per therapy visit, have a $3,000 deductible per year, um, or have eight visits of, of in person therapy approved per year. You know, it's people need the next step, and um, health insurance isn't going to change as far as what they're going to cover. Um, so if health coaching could fill that gap, um, it would be incredible, because it would be addressing uh, a need for a, a large majority of the population who have limited insurance coverage. And it's an affordable way to do it.
1: Go ahead, Marina. Go one ahead, exciting, go just
2: one, one point, you know, so speaking of insurance, um, category three CPT codes were approved for health coaching. So they're in a process of being tested right now um, by the AMA. So Super excited for what's to come in the next couple of years Uh, when it is uh, covered and we're working on the platform. You know, we're going to be ready for it once it is something that's uh, that's approved. So exciting times. I think we're right. We're having these conversations at the right time. We're on precipice. I mean, Even though health coaching has been around for over 20 years, um, I feel like now is the time where this revolution is truly is taking, taking place and truly is taking off.
1: better, And, you know, with that, I think it's, you know, the importance of what we were discussing with Carolyn, you know, how do we how do we then bring this to the neuro population, those, those special populations that need that extra attention, right, and it's going to be hard work, but I think with folks like yourself, we're leading, you know, Marina on the technology side really powering this from reimbursement and all angles, um, to bring this coaching to like you're, you're saying a revolution that's that's on the up and up so it's exciting um and then it's going to take you know the clinical side and and the research that caroline's doing to really drive the evidence behind what we could do for you know specifically in stroke but as we look for other neural populations as well so you know i i think it was a really exciting conversation today um i on the podcast i always let david you know kind of do do the outro here he, mm-hmm. he's a He's got the podcast, Uh, really the the host voice is what I think it is.
3: It's all on the mic. Mike, you have to get low to the mic. No, I just want to thank you um, both today for joining us and really helping to dive in and helping us truly build a case for, you know, the team coaching approach that's needed, especially in neurological care, which is the theme around this edition of the the summit here that we're at. Um, And I know... um, you, Marina, you probably perked up a lot of ears in with our PTs and OTs, just because you figured out how to ditch the fax machine. And so <laughs> that's a start. So for anyone who wants to get uh, back with you, um, it's yourcoach.health. And for Carolyn, um, the great work that you're doing, um, and the evidence based in the research that you are that you discussed today as well, um, strokeot.org, correct? org So I'll keep it brief, but I just wanted to thank you for really enriching the discussion today. And um, Mike, that's all I have. I, I've I've got a patient in the wait here that just popped into my virtual way, my room. So I think with that, I've, I'll I'll just say thank you, and I'm very grateful for um, having this discussion today.
2: Thank you both. Thank you so much. It was it was lovely. It was a pleasure.
1: Thank you guys.
3: Thank you for listening to this episode of the No Stroke Podcast. Be sure to tune in each week for more knowledge on stroke recovery in the brain with tips, technology, and interesting Stroke Thriver interviews where they share their success to enable you on your own healing journey. Make sure to hit the follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to our show. Mike and I will love to ask you to rate and review our show to enable us to grow our audience. Please check the show notes to follow us on social so you can connect and reach out to find more about advertising with us or becoming a guest on our show. Until next time, stay well, keep the faith, and keep moving forward.